I'm delighted, I've been la-di-da-din Not a lot of thoughts when I ponder from the top Man, these boys, they be potting I trust them like a lot And they told me that I get it Guess what? I got it You should do it too You will never lose If you ever do Must have been a ruse Ricky, that's my dude Stoops are super cool Sharks up in the pool I've been sparking up my tools I've been looking to win Spend a little again I've been for spittle to them My God, I riddled again I told them stop clowning around They said what goes up comes down I said I'm down with the sickness My team stay ill now Come get this I'm just so dead with delight I stay ready tonight Deep dive, we rise That's the medley, alright David Delight David Delight Da-da-da, da-da-da Da-da-David Delight Hey! Welcome to another episode of the Dev Delight brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we're going to kick off the new year with a little game that we like to play. We played it last year. We're going to deviate a little bit from the words, but it's going to be like, love, and avoid. Um, today, we're going to be tackling the quarterback position. As always, I am joined by my partner here, Stoops. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And like you said, we're... Uh... A lot of these prospects, we um, well, one hates just a strong word, right? It it's really just is. a strong word anyway. And a lot of these prospects, we don't hate any of them. But like you said, we just want to avoid them. You know, it's just one of those where there's something about their game that we're not necessarily fully on board with, or one we just aren't a big fan of their game. But yeah, hates a strong word, so I'm I'm glad we. Well, you made the decision. I was a uh, you know basically to go away from from that one. So I'm excited, though, um, to get into all the different positions, you know, as we go through the weeks. But I know you're excited about the the quarterback specifically. That's kind of your your go-to position. So I'm excited to see who you have, and uh, I'm excited to see what else you have to say. So <laughs> speaking <laughs> of what else to say, look, we have been very vocal on this podcast. That Justin Fields is quarterback two in this draft. We've been very vocal for this. For the last year, um, even when anytime we've ever talked about the 2021 class, we've specifically said it's Lawrence Fields, the rest, right? We've consistently said that we have said that time and time again. We joked about it a couple of weeks ago when everybody started putting Zach Wilson in front of Fields. First, it was uh, Matt, Matt Miller put uh, Trey Lance in front of Fields. That was the hip thing to do. And then Zach Wilson or then Trask had a great year. So maybe we put Trask ahead of him. We had so many different people decide that Fields was just not the guy anymore, right? I don't know what it was, how it was, where it was, but Fields just wasn't that guy. And obviously last night, Fields you know, has heard the rumblings. Um, Dabo, you know, opened his mouth a little too much. And, you know, Fields responded, 22 of 28, 385, six touchdowns. And, you know, he did throw the, that interception was terrible. But the six touchdowns, he was throwing dimes on that football field, okay? And he was very impressive and very much looked like the quarterback, too, that we've been talking about for a very long time. Now, this goes out to Twitter. <laughs> I like Justin Fields. But he's not better than Trevor Lawrence. Okay, guys, I, I, I understand. And to me personally, they're one, two. But 
Lawrence, like like last year, right? We had uh, it was you and me. We did Judy Lamb, right? That was our battle. You said it was toss up one A one B type thing, and and I said it wasn't, but I was I wasn't like stoops. You're absolutely positively wrong. For me, this isn't a one A one B situation. This is one and two situation, and then you know after that it, it is what it is. But for the people out there that are prisoner of the moment. You know what I mean? You could date back just literally, I wouldn't even say to last year's game. Let's let's date back to the Northwestern game. Literally just, what is it, a week ago, or three weeks ago? When everybody jumped off the fields bus when he was 12 of 27, 114 yards and two interceptions in the game against Northwestern? Does anybody else remember that game? Anybody else? Again, I'm not anti-fields. I'm just anti-Twitter being prisoner of the moment, which is what they have been all year with. It's a very volatile you know, place to be as is, but let's not forget about these other games. And let's not forget uh, that Trevor Lawrence is one of the best quarterback prospects we've seen in a very long time. Stoops, any thoughts on last night? Yeah. So for me, it's one of those where there's certain athletes that, that have something within them they call it bulletin material, right? Where it's like when someone says something, it's kind of just like they don't get vocal about it. They kind of just hold it and they say, like, okay, I got you. And it lights a fire. I think it was after Fields threw his maybe second touchdown. And they kind of obviously showed it. You know, you can only see so much of his face through the helmet. But it wasn't the smiling, laughing, jumping up and down. It was the very cool, calm, collected. And it was almost at that moment where I'm like, this guy's going to have a game, yep. right? And it was like after every touchdown, it was just, okay, next. Let's go to the next. You know, it was just – so, like you said, the fact that people moved fields out of that second, and even if they have them at first, that's fine. That's right. that's that's your thing, right? Right. But the fact that so many people came along and were just like, oh, yeah, I don't know, Field, you know, it's Wilson, you know, or Lance. Like, no, like it's always been fields, you know? Yeah. So it's just one of those where moving to the Lawrence side of things, he did have some bad throws. I will say that, right? He did have some questionable throws, um, and that defense got to him. The, the offensive line didn't, did him no favors, right? They didn't get the running game going, so therefore the passing game is going to struggle here and there. But he, he did look a little rough at times, but what quarterback doesn't, truthfully, right? And if, if, if we're going to knock a quarterback for throwing 400 yards and two touchdowns, yes, he did throw that interception, which is a whole different thing. I still think that was actually a very good pass. Yes, it was into some coverage. Yeah. But if that defender doesn't come from behind and knock it out, that's a touchdown. I don't think that other defender moved the ball. So I'll take a 400-yard game, two touchdowns, with a rushing touchdown in there. If we're going to knock a quarterback for that, like that, that, that just blows my mind. So it's one of those where – I just think Ohio State, you know, they, they, just, they did have a chip on their, their shoulder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Big That's, time. And understandably so, mm -hmm. right? You know, and you're right. Like, even after Fields took the hit, a lot of – I could, first off, I couldn't believe what he did even after taking that hit. Like, if mm -hmm. we don't hear that this kid's got broken ribs or broken something, something. I, you know, I, I don't know what it is because he looked – he looked great. You know what I mean? He stepped up to the call. He needed that game, right? You know what I mean? It'll be interesting to see what he does against Alabama. Um, 
it's going to be a game. Obviously, Alabama just beat the brakes off Notre Dame as we expect that they would. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody that didn't think that, I mean, maybe they didn't beat them as bad as everybody thought they were going to. But they kind of got up early and just kind of coasted from there. Um, you know, it, it's it's crazy what they've done all year. I really feel like Alabama is just going to go out there and just because if they're going to hit fields, he's going to feel that the the pain or whatever's inside his body all game long. And their defense is light years better than Clemson's. So, for, so <laughs> rib injuries, right? I so I was I played basketball a lot, obviously, and. I don't, I don't think I broke a rib necessarily, but I did something to my ribs and it, and it hurt. It really hurt. And it had nothing to, it was nothing like what he hit, you know, with the hit that he took, it was nothing like that. So when I, when my rib was all whatever, it was probably two weeks before I even felt somewhat normal. Right. And it wasn't even close to a helmet shot to my, my ribs. Right. So he's going to be feeling it in that game. Right. He is definitely going to be feeling it. They're obviously going to nurse him. He obviously has the you know, um, medical assistance with his, his, his organization or whatever that I don't have, but it's just one of those where that that's going to, he's going to be feeling that Alabama, they're going to, I don't want to say they're going to be targeting it. Cause that's a bad, bad term to use, but um, they know about it. It's, it's there. Even, even a small, just getting, getting knocked to the ground, he's going to feel it. So it's going to be interesting to see what, how that game goes, what their game plan looks like. Um, I, Alabama's offensive line is, light years above, um, above Clemson's. I just don't think that that Ohio state defense is going to get to Mac Jones the same way they got to Trevor Lawrence, but, um, and I don't think field is going to throw six touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, on top of that, you have Najee Harris, who's more of a bruiser back than ETN, you know, ETN still Mm -hmm. that guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. He had a rough game yesterday. Let's calm down with that too. But I mean, obviously we were flip flopping on who's one and two in this draft, but it doesn't matter. Both guys are fantastic. Um, but you know, I don't know. Jay kind of sets the tone a little bit more. And I was really the play calling last night for Clemson yeah. was terrible. Like those first drive, first two drives, they looked fantastic. And then it just, I don't know what happened. They started going to that, like, oh, I'm going to hand it off over here. Nope, I'm going to run it to this side with Lawrence. And it worked maybe one time. And when I say it worked, I think he gained four yards. Like there's just certain plays that they called that it was very questionable and they were missing their typical, their normal play caller. So I wonder if that played a factor, but apparently Dabo has a big, big role in the play calling anyway. So it really shouldn't have made that much of a difference, but, and you could even, that was one thing Twitter I feel did get right was the play calling, right? It it was just so questionable. Like, I, I don't know what was going on. It's almost like they tried to get too cute instead of just doing what they do. You know, it would got you there. You know what I mean? Yeah. That being said, you can't, you obviously can't take away what Ohio State did, how well they played. They definitely came out with the chip on their shoulder. But I think that play calling from Clemson was, was questionable, you know, and it's just, it was just one of those where you can't take it away from Ohio State. They did it. They went out, they performed, and now they got to go do it again against Alabama. And that's going to be interesting to see because nobody has. So we'll see. All right, folks, we're going to transition into our like, love, and avoid. Um, I figured we'll change it up a little bit and start with our like, and then we'll go avoid and then love. Um, All right, Stoops, kick us off with your like for the quarterback position. So my like is the guy that I have talked about before. Uh, Not a whole lot, but it's Brady White. 
quarterback, obviously, out of out of Memphis. 6'3", 210. Um, I like his size. Like I said, put on a couple pounds, but um, I think he's he's good with where he's at there. So I watched a little bit of his his film um, before we started recording, and it was actually against UCF this year. And I actually liked a lot what I saw in that game. I've seen it, you know, through through previous games as well. But one thing that I, I liked is he he does run the ball a little bit more. It's not his first instinct. It's not something that he does all the time. But he is able to move around in the pocket and definitely get outside and gain some yards on the ground if needed. So when you look at his stats for this season, albeit a little bit shorter of a year, but the 2020 stats. So he played in 11 games, had a 60.5 completion percent, threw for just over 3,300 yards, almost 3,400 actually. 31 passing touchdowns did throw 10 interceptions so definitely took some risks um, that didn't pay off at times but his rush attempt 63 rush attempts 88 yards and two touchdowns so he averaged 315.3 yards per game when you add everything in together so definitely definitely good numbers from the quarterback aspect I liked seeing that Um, one thing I looked at and I did it for most of the guys but kind of what happened whenever they were at the goal like first and goal second and goal third and goal fourth and goal kind of thing what does it look like? What did they do? And I was really impressed with his numbers from, from the season. So um, not a whole lot of, of numbers, obviously, because once you get in there, it's, it's a lot of times they'll run the ball or anything like that. But he went 21 of 30, so 70% completion, 132 passing yards, 17 passing touchdowns, no interceptions. So one thing we really talk about whenever they get close to that end zone, what do they do with it? You know, do they score touchdowns? Do they not score touchdowns and it's just a bunch of field goals? Like what happens? Or is it just a big running game and they, they move on in that sense? But he did have two rushing touchdowns. It's funny. Went for negative eight yards, right? Six rush attempts, negative eight yards, but he had two touchdowns on the ground. So all in total, 19 total touchdowns, no turnovers. So that's one thing I really, really like to see inside the red zone. They're actually in the goal situation. So when they were within at least 10 yards of it, um, definitely love seeing that. And then the other thing I looked at was kind of once they got inside the red zone, you know, what happened? Then it expands out, obviously. So his completion percentage did go down pretty drastically, 59.6%. But again, we always say, was it a throwaway? Was it a true incompletion? What was it? So the percentage isn't as alarming, um, but it's still 59.6. So obviously it's going to kind of be a glaring, you know, number that we can look at. But 224 total passing yards, 23 passing touchdowns, no interceptions. Still only had the two rushing touchdowns, but nonetheless, he's getting it done. When they get towards the end zone, he's getting it done. And even if you back up a little bit and just kind of look at the whole whole landscape of the field, he's just he's getting it done out there. Um, he does make some some throws that are a little bit questionable at times. So he's definitely not one of the the top most accurate guys out there, but he can play. He can get it done. And that was actually he, – he was missing a lot of his top targets this year, right, from opt-outs or, or just injuries in some fashion, something. He was missing some of his top targets. So to still throw the numbers that he had, um, I think is pretty phenomenal. And then um, he, he's one guy – one thing I really, really want to see, especially at the quarterback position, is do they improve year after year after year, right? And that's one thing that he did. Um, Obviously, his, his freshman year, he was at um, Arizona State. Didn't play a whole lot, but kind of came in. He was a 51% completion. And then 2018 went to 62.8. Last year, um, 64. And this year, he was at a 60.5, so it's a little bit down. Again, three less games than what they played last year and even the year before that. But his yardage, if you were to project it out, he would have thrown for more yards this season. He obviously threw for less because it's less games. But touchdowns were almost equal. Interceptions were less. So it's one of those where he's he's improving year after year. May not be a huge drastic move, 
but it's still an improvement. And that's what I want to see, especially from the quarterback position. So I was very happy to see that. Um, one thing that I did notice, though, is I went through, and I won't go game by game, but when I, I looked at his, his stats against the top 25 opponents for his career, um, he's played a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games against top 25 opponents. And altogether, 56% completion rate, 1,993 total yards, seven passing touchdowns, five interceptions. So when he starts playing those, those top programs, he does start to show his, his inconsistencies and his struggles here and there. Um, albeit this year, whenever they played um, Cincinnati, actually, who we saw almost, didn't quite, but almost pulled off against Georgia. Um, I'll say, I'm not going to go on a tangent for it, but Cincinnati did show they were a team that, that a lot of people thought they were. They, they definitely hung with, you know, one of the big, the big schools in the, in the NCAA. So good job, Cincinnati, but he still lost. So anyway, against Cincinnati, he went 18 of 35, 51.4 completion, 316 passing yards, one touchdown, no interception. So he had the yardage. Um, the touchdowns were obviously a little bit lower, but when you look at it as a whole for all of those games, he does start to struggle a little bit against the more uh, or the better opponents. And that's one thing that we definitely want to look at and, and hope to see good numbers from, because I think that obviously is some form of, of a indicator how they'll kind of translate to the next level, because even the worst of the NFL teams are still better, obviously, than what he's facing now. So um, going to be a learning curve. He's definitely not a guy that I'm expecting to come in right off the bat, start and make, you know, a phenomenal impact on the team. He's definitely someone who's going to have to sit, learn and, and kind of bide his time. So Brady White's a guy that, like I said, I like him. He's not someone that I have super, super high up on, on any of my lists, but he's a guy that I've definitely been watching for, for quite a while now. So Brady White. Yeah. Big fan of White. It's, it's, I don't, it's one of those years I think that he's just kind of gotten forgot, forgotten about, you know what I mean? People just seem to just kind of throw him on the back burner rightfully. So, I mean, this, that's, that's what happens, right? That's what happens to the quarterback or any position, um, if you have a, if you take a step back, you have another guy that kind of, you know, sheds into that limelight. And that's the guy that I'm going to talk about is one guy that I really liked. We spoke about him a little bit earlier and he's one that's really grown on me over these last couple months. And that's Mac Jones. Um, I really, really, really have liked what I've seen from him this year. We stayed it time and time again, leading up to the season that there was, I don't think there was a single guy in college football that had more pressure on him than Mac Jones to perform heading into this season, Bryce young was going to be the guy and everybody expected that to happen, including us. We joked that it would be a game or two before we would see Bryce young on the football field. So to see, not only did he respond, but not just being the guy that handed off the ball to the great Najee Harrison and, and tossed the touchdown passes to his studded skill players, but he's been throwing beautiful passes on all levels of the football field. And that to me is what the most impressive part of his game has been this year. There's been a ton of questions surrounding him. Well, he's got Najee Harris and Devontae Smith and he had Jalen Waddle. He's got all these talented uh, players around him. Well, my question to you is this, if you did not question that about Tua, then you shouldn't be questioning about Mac Jones. This team has been dominant and I'll tell you how dominant they've been. This guy I was looking at his stats and, and obviously some of the things that we realize is that Alabama has been dominant all year long. Everybody they have faced this guy out of his um, 36 touchdown passes this year, 26 came in the first half. 
Um, he only threw he threw 90 balls in the third quarter, but he's only attempted 24 passes in the fourth quarter this year. 24 out of the entire season, only 24 passes out of his 357 attempts, which is pretty crazy if you think about it. Um, another interesting stat that I really was just like, I had a look in several different places. He only had 13, 13 um, uh, first and first, second, third, or fourth and goal attempts, which was incre- just incredibly crazy to me. Obviously, when you break it down into, you know, into the red zone, it's a little bit different. But um, just the first and second, third and fourth goal, that just really, really intrigued me. But inside the opponent's red zone, he had 21 touchdowns and zero interceptions. Again, that's another thing that we highlight on the show continuously. Um, inside the from the 20 and on, he was 78% completion percentage. Obviously, when we got inside the nine, it was at 53%. But again, we've talked time and time again. If it's not, th- if he's throwing the ball away instead of throwing interception, that's the type of stuff we're looking for. Consistency is another thing that we look at whenever we're looking at a quarterback position. Um, this guy has been super consistent all year. Back to back big time games, the game against Florida, which could have very easily slipped away from them, right? That, that could have been a game where they underperformed. Uh, they faced a Florida team, which was good, but they did, you know, they had a terrible defense. But he goes out there, completes 76% of his passes, those for 418 yards and five touchdowns, right? Last week, or the, just, yes, just yesterday against Notre Dame, response against a very good Notre Dame defense. Now let's, let's not forget, Notre Dame had a good defense. 25 of 30, 83% completion, 297, four touchdowns. He threw for four touchdowns in what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the 12 games. He had four or more touchdowns. That's just... <laughs> That's insane, right? And if you look at the games that he didn't throw more than four, I mean, it was just the games that, I mean, if you look at the Mississippi game, had an 87% completion percentage. Like, this guy has been on fire all year. His stats are insane. 20, two, uh, he's 20, 275 at 357, 77% completion percentage, 4,036 yards, 36 touchdowns, and only the four interceptions. Um, the, the four interceptions have kind of like came sparingly throughout the season. It's nothing that has been really altered the game, uh, how it was played or anything like that. Cause you know, they've been ahead all season long. I mean, if you look at the games, I mean, again, that's one of the things I was looking at his stats. If you look at his stats, like his is um, he only threw 43 attempts on game or 43 passing attempts in games that the final margin was zero to seven yards or zero to seven points. Right. You know what I mean? That's what, like that's zero. I mean, zero to seven points, the close games, obviously we're talking about here. He only threw 43 attempts, 15 plus final margin, 314 pass attempts. They've blown the doors off everybody all year. And again, mm-hmm. yes, they have weapons. Yes. They have Devonte Smith. Yes. They have all these guys, but his ball placement has been superb all year. He had one game or I'm sorry, two games below 70% completion Two games out of 12 below 70 percent one of them 69.2 so i mean you know and the other game was against kentucky and he threw 66 percent, which again 66 percent is really really good you know what i mean so mac jones has been unbelievable all year he's a guy that has skyrocketed up my board um where he's gonna find a like lay in the final you know grand scheme of things i'm not a hundred percent sure but he's definitely approaching that top five i think he was in my top five more recently but 
it's one of those guys that I, I think that is going to be talked more and more. Is he as agile as, as a Zach Wilson or a Trey Lance or a fields or no, I mean, he rem- kind of, but he does can make plays with his legs. Right. You know what I mean? We kind of saw that yesterday. Um, I, I was watching him play and it was just like, I feel like Mac Jones is going to be the Ryan Fitzpatrick of the league. Right. You know what I mean? It's not always flashy. And I think without the interceptions as well, but it's not always flashy. It's not always pretty, but he gets the job done. And, and that's the type of quarterback. It looks like he's a leader. He's taken over this team again with all of the pressure on his back. He came out and proved why he's one of the better quarterbacks in this upcoming draft. So very much an easy like for me when it comes to Mac Jones. Yeah, Mac Jones was a guy that um, I'd have to admit I was I was wrong on, I guess you could say. Because I, I was one that definitely said he's not going to make it past, you know, first game and a half, two games. It, it, he's going to lose. He did not lose a job. He kept it and now he's a potential Heisman, Heisman <laughs> yeah. trophy candidate. You know so I, mean? I was definitely I was definitely wrong on him. And whenever you talked about Devontae Smith, I don't know if you saw the picture, but someone posted like he was standing on the sidelines and they were like, this is the guy who's the Heisman front runner. And it has like his pants are like up above his belly button. He's just standing there like kind of like goofy looking, but it was just funny that the the way that picture laid out, but Smith is, is a stud and he's obviously been a big target for, for Mac Jones. But no, I, I agree. Um, He's definitely flying up boards and as he should be, right. He's, he's getting it done. He's getting it done out there. Absolutely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, transitioning over to avoid. Ooh, okay. Who are you avoiding? Who am I avoiding? I think everyone can know or guess who I would be avoiding. Um, and that is Kellen Um Now, that being said, this season I feel has been his – his best season starts to finish. Come back, um, Mon. Come back, Mon. No, I'm sorry. No, so it's actually – he hasn't ruled that out. Um, and, you know, I'm so torn between – okay, now that you brought that up, <laughs> I'm so torn between it because of the inconsistency that I have seen from – because here's my thing. Everyone's talking about, well, he broke this record. He holds this record. He does that, does that. He sh- he's, it's been four years. He should break those records, right? He's been a starter for four years. And how, I, like I said with, with – um, with Brady White, it's one of those where I want to see progression year after year after year. And with Mond, it has stayed the same or taken a little, a few steps back, right? I, I want to see progression from the quarterback. And with him, 
he still looks lost at times. It's just, it's a blank look on his face. He's not sure. It's not that he isn't sure. It just almost seems like he lacks a little bit of confidence. I I don't know why. Um, Because when I see the videos of him like talking and, you know, or press conferences, things like that, he seems like he has a lot of confidence, but it's just something between the lines on the field that, that I don't know. I don't know, but it's one of those where, um, basically he, he just, I, I want to see more from him. So if he comes back, he hasn't ruled out the fact that he is, is not going to come back since this year basically doesn't have any impact towards his eligibility. Right. So we'll see. Um, if he does come back, if he does, he's got to throw for 3,000 plus yards, right? He's got to step up in some fashion. And one thing I will say as far as this season goes, I wish he would have ran the ball more. Um, it seemed as if he wanted to show that he is a, a passing quarterback, and I feel like that backfired um, because part of his game is his running ability. And in those games where he did run the ball more, those are the games that I'm like, this is the Mond we wanted to see, right? He did have 63 rush attempts on the season for 258 yards and three touchdowns. So again, those aren't awful numbers, but when you look at the passing side of it, 172 pass attempts, I'm sorry, uh, completions, 271 pass attempts, 63.5. He only threw for 2,050 yards, like... That's not that's not the number we want to see. 19 passing touchdowns. Did only throw three interceptions. So I will say that is one thing he did improve on. Took care of the ball a little bit better. Um, but he's he's just the running aspect is a part of his game. I, I, I want to see that more. And I just I just didn't see it as much this year because you look at the past two seasons. So back in 2018, 144 rush attempts, 389 yards, six touchdowns. Last year, 114 rush attempts, 383 yards, seven touchdowns. Now, obviously, he did play in less games this year, so I understand that. But at the same time, he's like more than halfway, you know, less than than what he was before. So I just want to see him run the ball more. Um, but th- there's just so much to his game that I, I think can, can be improved upon. Um and I even went and looked at, so the, the quarterbacks that essentially are 2021 eligible, whether they declare or not, um, he does rank in total yards per game. Basically, so Sam Ellinger and uh, Shane, I can never say his last name, Boo, Bouchelle, Bouchelle, I don't know how to say his last name. Anyway, those two are ahead of him in total yards per game. So Mond is third with 250.4 yards per game this season. Um, actually, he's not, that's not true. I'm, I'm having wrong order. He is actually way down there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth. He's actually ninth in yards per game. Um, so it's one of those where I just want to see more from him. That's just it. Like, it's one of those where that's why I'm avoiding him. I think he could have done a lot for his draft stock this season, especially playing an all-SEC conference um, or, or game, I should say. There's just more that I wanted to see from him. And his completion percentage year after year after year, Technically, it's improved, but his best season is this year at 63.5%, which is still – it's okay. It's okay. It's its not necessarily the best, but it, I don't know. I, I know I've talked him down so much, and I'm probably saying the same stuff that I've been saying every single time I talk about him, but it's just the inconsistencies. He has the moments where it's like the guy's wide open and he overthrows him, underthrows him, too far left, too far right. It doesn't matter. But then there's the moments where it's like the window is literally the size of the football and he delivers it. 
so it's the inconsistencies for me that that just I have so many questions and this is coming from a guy who's watched literally every A&M game for probably the past 10 years and I know he wasn't there the past 10 years but I've definitely watched every single one of his games and you know we're, the day we're recording it is is, is obviously the day they're gonna be playing North Carolina I want to see him come out and just like light it up right I want to see him throw it for 300 yards even if he only throws two touchdowns like that's cool that's fine throw for 300 two touchdowns run the ball for 50 yards and a touchdown like I would love to see a game like that where it's just like he kind of takes over makes it happen um we'll see though I just there, there's just so much to his game that that I I, I you know I want to see more of and I'm not seeing it so a part of me actually a big part of me doesn't want him to return for his senior year I just want to see Haynes King get his moment you know start it out and, and go but um he hasn't ruled out that he won't come back so we shall see I mean maybe if he has that big game against North Carolina today then it's kind of that deciding factor I think another thing that needs to come in play here and and, and people we're looking ahead obviously with saying this but there's a lot of talent in this next year's draft class and Mm -hmm. more so top heavy than it's ever been before like there's a decisive three or four guys that are going to be number one on people's list and it's it's going to be a battle throughout the entire year so if, if you're a quarterback like mond you're gonna have to come back you're gonna have to win the heisman you're gonna have to you're going to have to beat Alabama's. You're going to have to beat these guys and you're going to have to win football games. If you're coming back period, that's just how it's going to have to be. So it's like, and on the flip side, it's like, where does he rank? I mean, obviously he's not in either one of our top tens, you know what I mean? So where does that kind of lay out? I mean, the XFL is coming back, but you know, I, I just, I, <laughs> I literally it's, there's so many questions, you know, you, you know, I know you've watched a lot more Kelamon than I do, but anytime I've ever tried to sit down, I watch a full game it's hard. It's hard to watch. It, it remind he reminds you like a I wouldn't say like Mitchell Trubisky, but he kind of reminds you a little bit of him um, when he's throwing. I don't know. He makes questionable throws, but you're right. But just like with Trubisky over these last couple of weeks, he throws some balls. You're like, damn, that's that's the potential that mm-hmm. everybody talks about. That's what that's what he was recruited for. That was what this and that. And then it's just it, it's it's hard to watch because the talent is inside of him and the talent is around them, but I don't know. Well, and, and I, I went and looked kind of like draft eligible, you know, guys. And I, I found CBS's um, basically kind of rankings that they have. He is the 11th ranked quarterback out of the 11 that they have. Right. Mm-hmm. So they see the potential that we all see that he can be an NFL quarterback, but not necessarily one of the top guys. Now, Kenny Pickett didn't ring a bell before. And I'll be honest with you. Didn't ring a bell on who he was until I, I kind of looked it up a little bit more. They have him ranked eighth, right? So it's one of those things where a guy that really nobody's talked about, to my knowledge, I haven't seen much of it, is ranked higher than Kellen Mond. So it's just that to me, that's kind of an indicator that one, he's just not necessarily a top level quarterback. Like we've kind of been, I've been saying for sure for years, but it, it wouldn't hurt for him to come back. Basically put it this way. All he can do is improve, right? It's not going to hurt anything if he comes back. Cause worst case is he is still the same level that he was this year. But I mean, they've got Jamie Newman above him and he didn't even play a game this year. 
So it's stuff like that that I think he can definitely – there's a lot he can improve on. And just the fact that he's the 11th ranked out of 11 um, kind of speaks volumes to, to the improvement that he needs to see. And he very well could be one of those guys that goes and sits and then, you know, week 17 rolls around, right, where the starter is sit, sat because they're in the playoffs and he comes out and he looks amazing in that week 17 NFL game. So who knows, um, you know, and maybe if enough people continue to, to – you know, give him negative feedback. He's going to, it's going to light that fire finally. And then sky's the limit, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I don't know what his future holds and we shall see. He is going to the senior bowl. So we always say that, right? The senior bowl can help a lot of guys. And I think that's something that going with coaching staffs and going to a, a place like that, I think can help him improve in certain areas. Um, But we'll see, we'll see what happens, what kind of grade he gets. And that'll probably, you know, probably make his decision for him almost absolutely uh i want to point out before i hit my avoid here um ross tucker obviously on twitter um he he tweeted out something and i just couldn't help but read it here he said if you want to spot a casual fan they're tweeting about the jags potentially taking justin fields over trevor lawrence this morning exactly (laughs) um my avoid this uh, has been to say this. This I, w- I was surprised you went Kellerman. I really was. I that shocked me. It blew me away. I didn't think that you would go Kellerman. I just figured that that you know the the tires were already flat. And- I'll say it was already known. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go the same guy that I went, and that's Trey Lance. Um, look, I almost did. I almost did. Yeah, I'm glad. I right, now I feel better. But I didn't. Yeah, I, almost, look, I didn't though. So. I will be more than happy to be wrong about Trey Lance. We are more than happy to be wrong about any of the guys that we talk about. You know what I mean? We don't want to see anybody not succeed. These are just guys that we're not taking within our drafts within, you know, we're not looking at them, even the the, the bottom dollar price, even though some of these guys, the value of which where Trey Lance will go is not the price that I'm willing to pay. And that's what it comes down to me. And that's why I'm a huge avoid on Trey Lance. And that's because I'm not paying the price. I'm not paying a first round price. I'm not paying a second round price for a guy that I don't think is going to translate into the NFL. Don't get me wrong. He's got the stats, but come on guys, let's look back at the history of all of the other guys that have had the stats that come out and go into, you know, college football. I mean, even if you look at it, Trey Lance, where's his name been over the last five months, you know, three months. You know what I mean? Especially this last month. It's, it's, you have a guy like Matt Miller who's loved, loved Trey Lance. Now, Zach Wilson's his number two quarterback, right? You know what I mean? It, it's the game that he played. He had an opportunity to showcase to the world in his one game this year to play. And he came out and looked very pedestrian. Okay. He was 15 of 30, 149 yards and a 50% completion percentage. Yes. He had the 15 carries 143 yards on the ground. Yes. He is that type of guy. Right. But there's so many holes in his quarterback. And I think this guy is going to slide into the second or third round. I, I don't believe he's going to be a top five quarterback taken off the board. So if that's the case, maybe he does slide into a position where he goes to a team that could develop him into a quarterback. This, But for me, if I'm going into the draft, okay, Trey Lance is not a day one starter. If I'm going into these, if I'm drafting a guy, right, I don't, I wasn't going to draft Jordan Love. Why? Because 
I didn't know when he's going to play, right? You have Aaron Rodgers, who then Aaron Rodgers decides to go out and have an MVP-like season. And then, you know, is Aaron Rodgers going to play next year? So you're sitting there holding on to a guy where it was going in the second round for the most part in most drafts that I saw last year, Jordan Love was. And you're holding on to a guy the hopes that someday, one day down the road, he's going to, go, he's going to play, right? You know what I mean? That's what you're holding out hope for. You know what I mean? Because the writing was on the wall. It looked like, all right, they drafted Jordan Love. This is Rogers last year, maybe second to last year. Then he goes out and plays like he's an MVP like player. Could he retire after this year? Sure. Maybe the decision's smart. But for me, Trey Lance is not the guy. Okay. And again, I'll be happy to be wrong about him. But I have seen so many different things where I'm just questioning whether or not, even the, like I said, even the, 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 the Trey Lance train has gotten quiet over these last couple months. And it's because he's out of sight, out of mind, obviously, mm-hmm. we, you know, it'll pick back up obviously when it comes draft time, but for me, Trey Lance isn't the guy. He's never going to be the guy for me. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I am avoiding him at all cost. I am not drafting him. I'm not touching him with the 10 foot pole. I just, I can't justify the value there. He's not NFL ready. He's not. He should have probably went back. But again, with all these guys, you say go back. You are looking at the potential of an even greater class next year versus this year, depth wise. So, yeah, I went no part of Trey Lance this offseason. Yeah, and it's it's one of those where, like you said, if we're wrong, we're wrong. We'll be glad. You know, it's one of those where. As weird as yeah, it I'm might talking sound, about five years, we'll say we're wrong. Not after yeah. three games, everybody. Let's yeah. calm down, Jalen Hurts. Um, it's one of the yeah, exactly. It's um, it's one of those where obviously we're 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 in the business of of wanting to be right on everything, right? That's yeah. the goal is we want to be right. But at the same time, I I do it. This sounds really weird to say, but I actually enjoy when I'm proved wrong, right? I'm on a guy. I'm just like I just don't see it. I don't see it. Yada yada yada. And then they go out and show what what maybe I was missing or something. So then, because for me, what it does is it's like, okay, what did I miss, right? Now I'm going to go back and look and like, oh, you know what? I do see that now and so on and so forth. And obviously going into certain training camps, certain coaches can get certain things out of players that maybe previous coaches couldn't. So there's different things that play into it. But it's one of those where, like you said, if he comes out two, three years, however many years down the road, and he's one of the top NFL quarterbacks, all right, I'm wrong move on when, you know, well, you can let me know for however long, but it's just one of those where if I'm proved wrong, like it, obviously it sucks. Cause I want to be right, but it is what it is, you know? Yeah. So it's one of those where when guys go out and show maybe what I was missing, then it just kind of opens up a different, different door for me to now watch a little bit different. Absolutely. Um, love, love. I love me some Kyle Trask. <laughs> I know I've talked him up for, what since January 28th I've still got the tweet bookmarked and everything so um it's just one of those where now I will say this this year I don't really have that quarterback to me that's just like man he's gonna make that leap not at the moment once I kind of sit down and maybe start to look a little bit more in depth but the quarterbacks that I'm a fan of for next year I've already kind of been a fan of them. It's not one of those yeah. like, ah, eh, you know, they're missing something. But with Trask, it, it was that moment. And with Burrow, it was the same thing where I'm like, there's something about, like, he's going to have that leap. Now, obviously, I know we've said this so many times. The Burrow leap was a massive leap that you just don't see ever, really. But anyway, with, with Trask, it was that thing. The last couple, you know, games of, of last season, it's like there's something there. He's, he's once he flips it, it you're gonna see it so that's when I came out and I was just like this guy's gonna make that leap 
and he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks in this draft class. Now, in a lot of people's eyes, he's still not a first round quarterback, but in a lot of, in those same people's eyes, he's an early second round guy. I think with a good draft process, um, with, with good, you know, pro days, assuming um, they're able to do those, which I would think the protocols have been set in place that they'll be able to make that happen. You know, with certain progress through the, the process of this draft season, I think the right team would jump in um, and take him in the late first, right? I think we say this all the time with those quarterbacks, especially that fifth-year option is big, right? I think he can be that guy. So just the fact that, you know, I I jumped on that train super early as well as others. I'm not the only one. Um, But I I think he's he's definitely made that leap. When you look at his numbers this year, 12 games played, 68.9 completion percent. 4,283 passing yards, 43 touchdowns, eight interceptions, 64 rush attempts, 50 yards. That's not his game, right? He does have three rushing touchdowns, but the rushing aspect isn't his game. It's it's actually funny to watch him run. It's 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 quite an awkward thing, but he can get those short yards if you need him to. I mean, he's 6'5", 240. So the thing is, even if he's got to run out and gain two to three yards to get that first down, he's got the body to do so to at least push himself forward for a couple yards. So he's definitely able to get it done. When you look at um, his his performance by by the quarters, right, the first, second, third, fourth quarter, a lot of his stuff does come in that first, second quarter, but it seems in a lot of games, they're just up, right? So that third, fourth quarter, he's not playing as much. They're starting to run the ball more. Um, other guys now obviously are coming in, so on and so forth. In the first quarter, he's thrown 1,182 yards, 10 touchdowns, three interceptions. Second quarter, um, 14, 1,435 yards, 16 touchdowns, four interceptions. So again, most of his, seven of his eight interceptions actually come in the first half. So, um, but 20 of his touchdowns came in the first half as well. So he's definitely getting it done early in the games, um, which is awesome. You'd love to see that kind of get off to a hot start. Then I looked at his stats in wins and in losses. I'm just going to kind of give the whole numbers. I'm not going to go down per each, you know, uh, point category. But when you look at his wins, 71.8% completion rate, 1,981 passing yards, 37 touchdowns, one interception, one interception. Then you go look um, basically at his losses. It's uh, 64.9 completion percent, which is still decent number, right? But it's not 71.8. Um 1,488 passing yards, six touchdowns, six interceptions, right? So wins, he's taking care of the ball. He's getting it done. Losses, as you would pretty much assume is the case. A um, little bit more, you know, aired with his passes. So again, am I saying his game is perfect? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I feel a lot of these, if not most of these quarterbacks in this class have some work to be done, right? That's just kind of how it goes, him included. But I just think what we've seen, at least what I've seen in my, my eyes, I do think he's one of the top quarterback prospects in this draft class. Um, he's uh, he's already declared, so he's definitely going out. Um, now, the way he looked against Oklahoma, right? I was at work, so I wasn't truly able to sit down, watch it play-by-play. That first quarter was, was not good, not at all. Um, I do feel one of those interceptions wasn't necessarily on him, but two of them – they were right. So it's one of those where he has those moments where you're like, ah, yep, that's, that's the quarterback that most other people have seen where it's like, it's just not quite there. But as we, with the fields and Lawrence, right. Last night, people are just like, Oh no, that's who we thought they were like, Oh, you know, Lawrence is in that. Da, 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 da. 
it's one game. You know what I mean? I, I know – I'm sorry. I know Trask didn't look phenomenal against Oklahoma. But you got to look at the big picture here. Every, even NFL quarterbacks, they have those games. It's just the way it goes, right? So Trask is definitely someone that I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan of. I looked at his, his performance, again, career-wise versus top 25 opponents. 63.9 completion percent, 2,458 yards, 19 passing touchdowns, 6 interceptions – 57 rush attempts, zero yards. Um, he had some negative games, some positive games, but two rushing touchdowns. So when you look at it, he's getting it done. Um, it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight total games versus top 25 opponents. And that's just over the past two years uh, once he became the starter. And a lot of those games are in the SEC, you know, and his worst game actually was against Oklahoma, this most recent game with three interceptions. So outside of that, he, he only had three interceptions in seven of the other games. So he, he's getting it done. I'm a huge fan. I know I've been talking to him up, like I said, since January. Um, other people have started to get on that, that bandwagon as well. And you can, you can come along. That's okay. Um, <laughs> there's enough room for you. There is enough room. There, trust me. There's not very many people on it. But um, I think I, I, I would personally be shocked if he doesn't get drafted in the first round. Um, it would be late. I'm not saying he's going to be a top 10 guy. I don't think that. I just think there's the other quarterbacks, obviously, um, with receivers, offensive linemen, defensive. It's just the other positions, obviously, are going to start to, to fall in front of him. But I'd be shocked if he's not picked late first round. I just think that fifth-year option is going to be appealing to some team out there that needs a quarterback. Um, and I, I, I think it'll happen. So Kyle Trask is a guy that, as many knew already, I love Kyle. I love me some Kyle Trask. This is, I mean, I feel like I'm on the same page of you. My love is, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, I could, I, I could have went probably, you know, a different round here and went somebody else, but why would I go off my brand here? Um, you know, it's, it's, he's my guy. He's been my guy. Um, you know, I mean, he obviously he's been a lot of people's guys, you know what I mean? But you know, he's been that guy since coming out and that bandwagon is packed. Yeah. It's, There's not room there. <laughs> Yeah, there's not a lot of holes in his game. Does he get a little bit tepid, you know, f- you know, quick feet in the pocket whenever he's getting pressured? Yes. What quarterback doesn't? Um, I look at a perfect play yesterday of the reason why Trevor Lawrence is a step ahead of everybody else. He was making that throw on the run. And it was, it was the quote unquote questionable call of whether he had passed the line of scrimmage or not. Right. Would he have had the first down if he ran? Nobody knows. It was, you know, there's a possibility somebody closes the gap and gets him. But as he approaches that line, he throws a, just a tightrope dime right for the first down. That's the type of playmaking that you can't teach guys. It's the awareness in the pocket. It's the awareness outside of the pocket. I've seen a lot of questions on how he's a run first quarterback. I saw some of that last night. It's not true. If you watch Trevor Lawrence play, you know fully well that he's not a run first style quarterback. It's not true. Okay. I've watched enough Trevor Lawrence in my, in my time here to understand what Trevor Lawrence does or doesn't in the pocket. And that's not one of those things. Do I think that he could get a little bit better on progressing his reads? Absolutely. You know what I mean? But I think that's, just going to come with experience. We're talking about a guy that's a three-year starter that only lost two college games in his career here, okay? He has been absolutely dynamite. 
we saw what his presence did for this team this year in that game against Notre Dame. Okay. DJ looked fantastic in that game against Notre Dame, but they got off to a slow start, which then jump started Lawrence, you know, and then you see in the second game, they jump out. They can just come out the, you know, come out the gate, you know, slinging. And even yesterday, you know, like Stoop said earlier in the show, 33 of 48, 400 passing yards. Okay. That's not a shabby game. He went over 400 yards three different times this year. Um, the stats, 24 touchdowns, five interceptions this year. He actually is at the highest he's ever been completion percentage, right, right around 69.2%, which I'm very, very pleased with. You know, it raised up 4% this year. That's something to look at as well. Obviously, he threw the ball 70 less times, but he threw it 70 less times in five less games this year as well. That's something to look at. Um, Lawrence, again, he can make the plays on his feet, though. Right. Last year, 15 games, nine rushing touchdowns this year, 10 games, eight rushing touchdowns. So obviously, if you look at that on the dynasty or Debbie or fantasy football outlook, you're talking about a guy that got eight rushing touchdowns on top of his 20 plus passing touchdowns. You're, you're going to get a stud. This guy is 101. OK, and to be honest with you, I'm very pleased that he's going to the, you know, potentially going to go to the Jaguars. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like the pairing there better. You got him down there with LaVisca. You got him down there with DJ Chark. You got him down there with James Robinson. Plus let's factor in that they've got another first. Let's factor in that they're going to have a high second. Like there's so many different things. So you can pair him with even more talent on this offense. And then, then you have an owner that's willing to spend some money. You know what I mean? So you've got a lot of different things that factor in here but you're about to get one of the best quarterback prospects that I've ever seen. He does everything right. Everything right. And I'm not saying he's perfect, right? You know what I mean? Let's let's I'm not. But this guy is super talented. He's he's very good with the football. He's very smart. Never had more than, you know, the eight interceptions last year. 17, he's 90 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. <laughs> Can't complain about that, right? You know what I mean? This guy as a freshman was insane and he's only progressed every year. I think he's only going to progress every year in the NFL. I think this kid is, is phenomenal. I he's the best quarterback that I've ever seen come out. I, I've it, it blows my mind. The intangibles that he has, he has shown leadership on and off the football field this year. Um, if you saw anything, he was very vocal in his, we want to play college football this year. Um, I feel like between him and him and fields, you know, fields as well, you know, but Lawrence took it upon himself to, you know, take a big risk and, and put his face out there. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it just showed the leadership qualities that he has, that it's going to help elevate those around him. And I think that he does do that again. And I point back to the Notre Dame game. You saw a different team, right? This Clemson defense is not as good as it has been. They lost a couple of good players last year. They they struggled last year. But for me, this is a slam dunk, easy love for me. I, I you know I kind of cheated, but I was okay with cheating um, because it's Trevor Lawrence. So I can't wait to see what he does in the next level. Stoops and I were talking about it, watching the game last night. This guy is going to be a Hall of Famer. He is. He's it, he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league in a couple years and I, I there was a couple passes last night I was like god look at the cannon let's just like you know what I mean it's you know did he struggle yes but I mean yeah. Tom Brady struggles you know what I mean like yeah 
I, mean, I, I, I'm excited to see him. Unless something crazy happens, he's gonna be in Jacksonville. And I'm actually, I'm like you said, way more excited about that than the Jets. Yes. So I'll be honest for, and, and I'm not trying to go onto the field side of things, but it's almost we we can assume he'll, unless they just make that decision. Hey, we're gonna stick with Darnold, but. I don't want to see for Fields' sake. I don't want to see him go to the Jets. I don't want to see any quarterback go to the Jets. To be honest <laughs> with you, I just want to see Fields go somewhere else where he can actually be used the way a quarterback should be used. I agree. Um, I'm just glad that Lawrence isn't going to be going there. So I hope Fields doesn't go there. But it kind of feels as if they're going to take yeah. Fields at two, which rightfully he should be taking a number two. I will yeah, say that for sure. I just don't want to see him go to New York. Yeah. The Jets. I want to see him go somewhere else, but we'll see. There's still a lot of time. Obviously, things can change. Someone can trade up. You know, yeah. if they they give the farm. Obviously, the Jets would be crazy not to take that. They have they have so many needs. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not trying to go. I know I said that, but I think they have so many other needs. Trade the second pick. Stick with Darnold. Fill your offensive line. Fill some defense. Fill other positions, and keep Sam Darnold as your quarterback. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. No, I just don't or, think he has. Or you could literally trade back and get if you if you fall in love with another guy, or another prospect in this process. If you fall in love with a Zach Wilson, if you fall in love with a mm-hmm. Kyle Trask, if you Mac Jones, if you feel like that guy is, if you feel if he's as close to just as Justin Fields as you think he is. I mean, obviously it's their draft process. But if you fall in love with one of these guys, trade back. And, and, yep. and you're right. Pick up an extra first. You know, fill those holes. You know what I mean? I, I haven't watched enough Zach Wilson. That's He's one guy that I'm really intrigued by. I haven't watched a whole lot of him. I mean, I've seen you, – you see clips here and there of what he's capable of doing. But if you, if you think that Zach Wilson is really uh, 2A, 2B when it comes to Justin Fields, then trade back get you Zach Wilson instead. You know what I mean? Like it, you're right. You know, they have so many glaring holds on that offense. You can add anything to that. We're just going to mm-hmm. agree. So we'll see. Yeah. 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 We'll see. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. It's going to be, it's going to be an interesting draft. It's going to be interesting to see kind of what happens. Definitely going to be interesting. I agree because I mean, obviously, you know, if he does go to the jets, you know, does that hinder his outlook? It's something that we can conversate about later. I mean, is, you know, Fields, you know, Fields does have a lot of weapons around him right now. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's be real. You know what I mean? Fields does have top flight wide receivers at his disposal right now. You know what I mean? And, and it'll he be has the next AJ Brown. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's, that's Garrett Wilson, by the way, people need to know. Yeah. Dude's a beast. Chris Olive is good too, though. Oh my God. Yeah. They're, they're loaded at the it's wide good. receiver position. Olave. So. <laughs> Olive Garden, Chris Olive Garden. <laughs> yep. But uh, thanks so much for tuning in to another episode. Uh, we had fun kicking off the new year. We had a little bit of technical difficulties throughout this episode. My internet went down, you know, basically an hour before the show started. So thanks for bearing up uh, with us this week. If we notice it <laughs> while you're listening back, but uh, as always, make sure to check out all of the latest stuff at the Drive-In Podcast Network. So head over to the Music City Drive-In, check out the other shows, head up, check out our friends, the Fantasy Football Roundtable. We love those guys over there. Speaking of which, I uh, I want to after this weekend, I want to go over our over/under picks that we did. Um, it should be interesting to see oh, how yeah. many of us hit and didn't hit. Uh, maybe we'll have to get the crew together and conversate about how um, you know. Jason, uh, Jonathan Taylor didn't win rookie of the year, but um, I think I hit on about this many of them. <laughs> zero, zero. For those of you, um, 
But thanks so much for uh, tuning in each and every week. Uh, follow Stoops on Twitter at Stoops1990. Give myself a follow at Ricky Blair underscore. Give the show a follow at the Debbie Delight. And we'll talk to you guys next week. See y'all later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.